podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Whistleblowers Daily, the bite-sized show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Thursday the 16th of February. Man City took all three points in a crucial top-of-the-table clash at Arsenal. The visitors won 3-1 in a pulsating match. Kevin De Bruyne gave City the lead with a wonderful first-time lob. Bukayo Saka then equalised from the spot just before half-time. In the last 20 minutes, City showed their strength and goals from Jack Grealish and Erling Haaland sealed the points. The result sees City go level on points with Arsenal, having played one game more. Arsenal are now three without a win and face Villa away next. For Man City, it's a trip to Nottingham Forest. Chelsea lost the first leg of their last 16 Champions League game, 1-0 at Borussia Dortmund. A Karim Adeyemi goal on 63 minutes, a wonderful goal as well, was the difference. Yao Felix hit the woodwork in the first half and Kaladu Kulabali had the same shot parried by the goalkeeper and cleared off the line. But Chelsea weren't clinical enough in front of goal. The return leg takes place at Stamford Bridge in three weeks' time. It looks as though Jesse March will not be the new manager of Southampton. Negotiations have faltered over the length of a proposed contract, with Marsh wanting longer than the short-term deal Saints are willing to offer. Southampton will continue to look for a replacement for Nathan Jones, who they sacked on Sunday. However, the club may also consider leaving Ruben Sellis, who has been acting as interim manager, in charge for longer than they anticipated. And in tonight's Europa League game, Man United travel to Barcelona. Those are your headlines. Okay then, let's start with the game last night. Man City away at Arsenal. Here is Boyd Hilton, host of the Footballist Elite Arsenal podcast. Hi, it's Boyd um, uh, on the game tonight uh, against Man City at the Emirates. Absolutely gutted um, by the result. And especially because I think in the first half we played really well. We went toe-to-toe with them. Um, And if it hadn't been for that horrendous Tomiyasu error... I think we would have um, ended up, you know, in front in that in that first half, and we, you know, we levelled, which was really good. Um, and then a couple more mistakes led to their goals as well. So it's really annoying because up until this point in the season, even in the last couple of games where we haven't picked up, um, we haven't won, we still haven't made these kind of really stupid mistakes that we used to make quite a lot, you know, twelve, fifteen months ago. So the return of Mistakes like that is really annoying. Um, and I wonder if it's part of the general kind of nervousness that the team has at the moment because they're not, they're not winning games. One point in nine. Uh, it feels that way to me that, um, that when they're playing out from the back and when they're trying to pass it back and all of that, they, they snatch at things. In the same way, we're snatching out chances in the opposition box as well because we did have chances to score two, three goals um, today but we snatched at them and that was really disappointing as well so all in all a pretty um, annoying night but we've still got a game in hand we're clinging to that and just the fact that we're in this position is absolutely brilliant that was host of the footballist at the Arsenal podcast Boyd Hilton thanks very much Boyd I think from a Man City point of view they just seem to really click into gear in that last half an hour of the game they were probably second best in that first half. In fact, certainly second best in that first half. But they just showed their power, their strength. And I think more importantly, they showed that they have experience of these sorts of games. They have experience of huge Premier League games where the entire country's watching them, 
where there's a lot of pressure and where you have a sort of 15 or 20 minute spell that can define a season. And Man City have shown over the last, how many years now? Eight years? They've shown that they are able to come through those tests and ultimately they're able to win leagues. Now this doesn't mean that Arsenal won't win the league, they've still got a fantastic chance of doing it. But it felt like something changed a bit last night. It felt like the momentum changed. It felt like Man City clicked. I think all of the chat surrounding Man City with uh, FFP and, and uh, the Premier League investigation and da 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 da, all of that could well play into their hands at the moment. It seems as though they've they've as a, as a squad reacted very well. They've reacted quite angrily, but in a quite a, a controlled way. Essentially, the Premier League have poked the beast and now Man City look angry and look very, very good and have a point to prove. Now, if they win the league, it doesn't mean that they're innocent of anything. It just means that they are... They're geared towards it. This is all, you know, it's a, it's a soap opera, isn't it? And, and they are currently, I'd say, heavy favourites to win the league. Anyway, let's move on because Chelsea had a, a less... Uh, fruitful evening. They lost 1-0 away at Borussia Dortmund. They created plenty of opportunities, Chelsea. They just can't seem to finish at the moment. Uh, and it seems to be just the luck of Graham Potter. I, I feel for him. His teams aren't playing badly. Um, There's not finishing. The chances in the first half, chances in the second half. We thought Enzo Fernandez may have snatched an equaliser in the 94th, 95th minute. A good save from the keeper. But they're not playing badly. They're... they're there's a lot of players, a lot of new players, a lot of... It takes time. It takes time to gel these players together, and I just, I really do think it's just a case of that. I also think a big issue is the fact they haven't really signed a number nine. Okay, Jao Felix is playing alongside, or just off, Kai Havertz, and Felix looks great. But Havertz isn't a proper number nine, I wouldn't say, and nor is Jao Felix, and it's... I'm sure it will click. I'm sure it will click. I just think it might click after Graham Potter's gone, which would be a shame. They keep saying that Potter's job is safe, but they're saying it so often now that I I think they may be trying to convince themselves more than anything. I still feel as though Chelsea got a good shot in the second leg in three weeks' time. By that point, they've had three weeks longer together to understand each other's games more. So here's hoping that... that they can go and pull something out in the second leg. But at the moment, I think it's just the final third is, is missing out. And finally then, Jesse Marsh looks like he won't be taken over at Southampton. He wants a longer contract than that, which Southampton are willing to offer. It's as simple as that. There's, there's nothing really more to say than that headline. They clearly don't see Marsh as a long-term proposition at this moment in time. Um, you know, they, they are... I would imagine they're looking at the fact that they're bottom of the league, they're probably going to go down. They would like to maybe regroup and have a rethink if and when that happens. Whereas Jesse Marsh is looking at the more medium-term future, which is, well, can I get them back up from the championship? And I think I think I probably can. But Southampton don't want to look that far. So it's just one of those things. It's a standoff. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, and as the headline said there, it sounds like Ruben Sellers may well stay in charge for a bit longer yet we've seen with Leeds haven't we that you know an interim manager can actually still give you that little bounce I thought Leeds against Man United in that first leg in that first game were very good in the nil-nil no no sorry two all it was two all wasn't it of course it was 
Um, and then the second game, yes, they lost 2-0, but it was late goals, and actually Leeds probably should have won that game. So there can be a bounce still with an interim manager. You don't have to have a big name coming in through the door for the players to respond. I think sometimes it's just getting rid of the old the old guard. All right, anyway, so we've got time for uh, in tonight's game. I hope you enjoy it. United go to Barcelona. Should be a cracker. Early kickoff for that one, so don't miss it. And I'll be back same time, same place tomorrow with more Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.